Welcome back. This is Lindsay Hager, the host of the Peacemakers podcast. You're listening to episode six, which is part two of my interview with Joel Hubbard. If you haven't yet listened to part one in episode five, please stop and go back to catch that one first. Joel is the co-host of the Art of Growth podcast, and over a month ago now, I spoke with him about a Type 9 panel that he hosted from Season 2 of The Art of Growth, and I just received so much value from that episode, and I wanted to go deeper into that episode with, with him, so I'm really excited to share this second half of our talk with you today, and I just love so much the hope and the encouragement that he's bringing to the Type 9 through his work. I also just wanted to thank all of you that have left me a review through Apple Podcast Reviews for the podcast and have given me feedback through social media and through emails. I read all of the comments in the reviews and I have just been really encouraged um, by what you've had to say and I'm thankful for some ideas that, that some of you all have given me that you're wanting to hear on the show. So keep the ideas and the reviews coming and I'll do my best to dig into some of those topics that you're asking for. All right, guys, let's jump into part two of this interview with Joel Hubbard. I want to ask about the nine editing, the nine self. So you mentioned that the episode two that I'm, that I have a crush (laughs) on and that I'm telling everyone about, you mentioned that the nine edits, the nine self. Is that something that people are able to get past? I feel like that's such a, a way that my brain works because nines have like this intuitive sense about people, or maybe we just we can kind of see all the sides of an issue. I'm editing myself mm-hmm. as I'm talking to people. As nines are growing, as you're working with with others, and what would your advice be? Is it just like slowing yourself down? Is it through meditation that you're learning that to just be mm. present in the moment? What does that look so, like? So um, certainly there's there's a lot to it. And, you know, this is you know, coaching is why, you know, why I do coaching is because there's so much to uh, to dig into that is uh, a whole bodied approach mm-hmm. to transformation but you know the editing of the self i'll give you a few tips a few ways to do this um in general so when the context is is one in which there's a group of people or it's a one-on-one either way depending upon the context depending upon the situation you can take a moment a quick breath and I, I do this by the way for all types the breath is incredibly important as part of the transformation process. Now, this isn't woohoo stuff. This is neurobiology. Mm-hmm. Your anxiety, your body's nervous system is always, it's always going. And you're, for every type, there's a measure of sort of anxiety as you face the world. There's a survival, a need to survive, a need to thrive, a need to, to make it in this world. And so we lean into our types naturally. The breath just allows you to slow down enough. That's all that it does. I mean, it does a whole lot more, but that's, that's the main uh, purpose of what, why I'm talking about breathing as it relates to your type, is it mm-hmm. gives you a chance to think. Viktor Frankl, you know, this, this uh, survivor of the Nazi uh, Germany, a uh, psychologist mm-hmm. or psychiatrist, his book, Man's Search for Meaning, what a great book. I recommend it for every single person who's into personal growth. Real short book, profound. But it's his, it's his documentation of uh, survivors of Nazi Germany. And, you know, one of the things that he says is that uh, this became, has become popular in modern psychology 
is that um, st- there's this stimulus and response sort of effect with all of us. We have a stimulus and then we respond immediately to that stimulus without thought. And the space, and there is a space between stimulus and response, and that's where thought comes in. And so that's where I insert the breath, like, oh, there's a stimulus happening for the nine right now. What's happening? Can you tune into your body? Can you notice it? That's the place you'll notice it first, what's happening in your body at any given moment. So if you tune mm-hmm. into your body, your body's giving you lots of data, lots and lots of data. You know, tightness in the belly, you know, sharp pain in the lower back. What's happening with my shoulders? Why are they up near my ears? You know, what's happening with my neck? Why is it so tight? Why am I looking more up or why am I looking more down? Or why you start to pick up on not over analyzing, but just regular sort of chronic responses that your body gives over and over again in particular contexts. It's an indication of something. And so as a uh, head type, mind locates itself generally in the stomach. So when I start to feel my stomach tighten up, I'm aware my type is about to, to just go on automatic pattern. It's a defense mechanism. There's anxiety located there. As a body type, body types may feel it in their back, or they might feel it in their jaw, or their neck, or headaches. Yeah, I definitely yeah, feel that okay. in my neck. Yeah, so neck is a, is a, a common um, location for body types. So you notice that. What, my neck is tightening up. Okay, breathe into that. If it's okay, you can thank you for holding the tension, neck. I appreciate that. And then deep breath in and down. And you may even have to say, in the, it, again, again, it's very context specific. The CEO will come to me and say, you know, here's what I need. You know, here's what I want. Or I have this idea or, you know, just, and it's just all energy. And she says, I feel like I'm, I'm in that moment. It feels very much like a fire hydrant. It feels like I'm being overwhelmed by that. And I just say, yes, yes, yes. And I just sort of blankly respond that way. And she didn't want to continue doing that. So I said, in that context, here's something. And it's just a suggestion. Just you have to understand, you have to honor your type. Okay. So again, notice it in your body, breathe, and then respond with something like, you know, these are fantastic ideas, lots of things for me to think about. Could you give me, and this is where it's important for the nine to do this, because the nine can delay something inevitably. So instead of just like, can you give me an hour? Can you give, you know, or can you give, can you give me some time? Instead of just a general like that, it's, can you give me till this time tomorrow at noon? I will definitely have an answer for you. Mm-hmm. Or um, if it's really time sensitive, can you give me 10 minutes? And then at that point, it's important for you to then go to the bathroom, go outside, go somewhere to be away from it. Because the problem with nines is that it's not a problem, it's an advantage, but it turns into a problem, is the strength that you have is your capacity to pick up on lots of data, lots of data, much more than I can, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. And you're picking up on all this agenda, all this information, all this data around you. And it's very difficult to then tune back into yourself. So you sort of have to pull away from all of Mm -hmm. that stimulation, all of that distraction, get alone. And then ask yourself these three questions, you know, what do I feel now in this moment? It's my body telling. What do I sense? What do I feel emotion? What do I think? What do I want? And what's my, you know, what's my intuition? I've started using this with a lot of clients. What's my intuition telling me? What's my gut telling me? And then you go back in and then you'll be much better prepared. And that's the process of reversing the editing. 
Now, in other contexts, you might even be able to say, okay, with friends that you can be, you know, real with, okay, um, I'm editing myself right now. So my real thought is this, right? <laughs> so it's funny because mm-hmm. I have a, a nine. He's a friend of mine. Um, love this guy dearly. Uh, he's known me over the years and known that I do this. I will rush him with an idea. Like it's just the seven way. I don't even think that I'm rushing anybody, but I'll come at him with, mm-hmm. hey, I got a great idea. I think you're going to like this. Mm-hmm. Really, I think you're going to love this. And <laughs> yeah, totally. Just setting I, him up. And he's just like, okay. And he looks at me and, and I, so I run the idea by him and he says, oh yeah. And by, yeah, I don't mean yes. And that was, we, I mean, I laughed and everybody around laughed and, uh, cause he totally knew like, this is the nine in, in that moment, I realized that my yes answer is just a way to sort of not say anything and not get myself into any trouble. Um, and, but it's a form of editing. And then when he said, by yeah, I don't mean yes. I mean, I, I'll think about it. And I was like, good. And I celebrated mm-hmm. that with him. Excellent. That is fantastic progress for you to do that. Now, in that context, that's safe to do it. Um, you know, you can do that maybe in work context. It might be safe in some environments. But it's helpful to sometimes out yourself that way. Yeah, I'm editing myself. Let me come back to that. Even if you do that 24 hours later or a week later, you know, when I said that, I, I definitely edited myself. So here's what I was really thinking. Mm-hmm. And you come back and do that. You, you know, you can do that and, and have a second chance. And what that does is it, again, strengthens the side that you really want to strengthen, the, the self that you really want to bring forth yeah. to the front. You know, that it reminded me of something I wanted to say earlier. I'm seeing this a lot because prior to the past two years, I was working in a school as a school counselor. And so we had, you know, just in my family, my family system here with my husband and my daughter, we had kind of a flow of how we worked together. But we were finding um, ourselves, my husband and I were finding ourselves because of this particular situation happening through our work. It was just kind of overwhelming our household because of the stress that we were both under. And so just finding the way for me to be able to stay home and do something different um, and changing that dynamic of that system we were living in, it's just changed our whole life. Like it's been, it's, it's kind of like this, the coronavirus, like that we're all living in right now. We're all learning this new way of living, this new way of being together and showing up and kind of bumping into each other all the time. That's, that's what we're doing here at my mm. house in a way. And we're like, schedules are all off and everything's different. Our system's thrown up in the air, but it's like these neuro pathways are being forced to change regardless of, of if we wanted it or wanted it or not. So back to my, you know, talking about quitting my job and staying home, it was really hard for a couple of months, um, really a whole semester, just figuring that new dynamic out. But once I let myself do that and move into a new role and a new direction, the fruit and the, the joy and kind of finding what I really want to do what's, was what was waiting mm. for me. Awesome. And I think that's what it sounds like you're saying or we're saying is that as we can push through these things that are hard, we're going to find the gold on the other side yes. of that. Like just keep, keep going, keep going, yes. keep going. It's like we never even knew it was there. We maybe felt something was off or we felt like I'm not really, 
I've, you know, I'm not really living into who I am, but, but if we only knew what was on the other side, we would be running. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The whole, the whole thing of the type, and there's a lot of focus on the low side. And, and I've, I've told my clients many times, the only reason why we're going to pay any attention to the challenges, the low side is simply because it's keeping you from the high side because the high side really Mm. is the focus. And there's a Mm. gift to your type that the world desperately needs. And it's not just what you can do for it, but it's also what you can enjoy. Because whenever the fruit Mm -hmm. that you produce for the world is the fruit that you also eat, there's this back and forth that happens when you're flowing from the energy that comes from the good side, the high side of your type, the natural flow of energy. We constrict on our energy all the time. All the time. And when we relax into it, there's this greater abundance of life that's present within us, Mm -hmm. waiting to be given out into this world and waiting for us to enjoy the fullness of it. There's Mm -hmm. a beauty to the gift uh, of the type nine. And um, that's the stuff I enjoy talking about and, and helping nines achieve. And when they do, they're the ones who tell me, oh my goodness, this is incredible. I love this so much better. This is a better way of living. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, and it is. And, it's, and, and then what's funny about it is they're not looking like a, it's not like the nine goes, and this is where the Enneagram language is, it's difficult because it's exploded in America. So we have all kinds of sort of misinformation about the, about the types and how they work. You don't become a three. It's not about the nine becoming more like a three. That's not the goal. Mm-hmm. The goal is for the nine to be fully the nine. The low side is what mm-hmm. prevents you from being fully, fully the nine. Now, it gives you a look that's become the stereotype, that's become the caricatures that are posted in memes all over Facebook and social media. But that's not the nine. That's an aspect of the nine. Uh, and it's low mm-hmm. side. But you haven't caught the high side yet. And that should be put into memes. Right. That's really the the type in its at its best. So that's the stuff we should be hmm. talking more about. I that's think. good. Yeah. I like that. Well, it's a little two-sided for me because here's me not editing myself good. with you. So, <laughs> so I, I feel like I'm new into the Enneagram world. So it's, so ask me in 10 years, I may not say this, ask me in two days, I may not say this, but I feel like there is, for those experts that have been in the field a long time and they know the Enneagram in and out, and I'm not saying that you're saying this, but but there is kind of like a pushback from all of this social media popularization of the Enneagram and these memes and, and things that kind of give people a laugh or help people relate to themselves. I want people to move past that and, and see that they can grow and that there's more to this system. But I'm also so excited. I'm just like, oh, wow, these people are like maybe for the first time waking up to themselves. They're becoming like self-aware. I think about it like in grieving, like I've had some big situations that I've, you know, been through that I've Mm -hmm. grieved some deaths in my family and things like that. And it takes people sometimes a long time to grieve. And, you know, maybe just through someone seeing a meme or someone seeing a quote or kind of feeling like they're being seen or known or like someone speaking to their experience, they may have to sit in that for a year before they're ready to move to the next step. Very, very well said. Yes. It's not that whenever people say 
we need to teach more than a meme or we need to teach more than a joke. I get that. But I just, um, I think that's what's brought me to the podcast is I want to like celebrate that we are, that we're discovering ourselves and like sit in that and allow ourselves to grieve and allow ourselves to know, like we're showing up in the world the way we are through this pattern because of some deep hurts that have maybe happened over time and have been, um, replayed, you know, every day of our life since then. But this is what maybe just through an example of me living my life out and showing up, this is what it's looking like for me. And maybe, you know, we can have offer encouragement to others to do the same. I just love what you and Jim are doing. Like I want the art of growth. Like I want everyone to listen to every one of your episodes because you guys just have a way of bringing out, bringing to life that growth for me being a Christian, being, being someone of faith, I believe these, this growth that you're pulling out is like the essence of God. Mm. When I'm getting excited about myself growing, when I'm listening to your podcast and getting excited about you guys pulling out these stories from people, I'm like, yes, that is divine. That's the divine thing that we're Mm. all seeking for. Part of me, like wanting to talk to you about one of your episodes and all the inspiration that it brought me, part of me felt like, I was starting to edit myself. I was like, don't do that. Come up with your own stuff. You need to be a leader in this and you need to like bring your own (laughs) stuff to the table. But I'm like, they're bringing good stuff. And I want to like more people to know the good stuff. And that's kind of the bottom line. So I just, I just want to thank you for talking with me and for what you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is, you know, this is wonderful that you've said a couple of things that I think are so very important you know, in this work, it's neither a focus on um, or becoming hyper-vigilant or hyper-focused the mistakes we make, you know, the failures that we have. And yet there is the right amount of looking at it and grieving it and recognize. I had to do that. I had to look at my seven and ask my wife, hey, uh, does this description fit me? And for her to say, yeah, that's a person I've been living with for a long <laughs> time. And for me to, to walk away from that and to feel a measure of shame. Hmm. It wasn't the type of shame that is a destructive uh, kind that leads me into self, like, a, you know, like focusing even more on myself. It's the kind that led me to, wow, I gotta, I've got to grab a hold of what the truth is here. And I don't like it, but this is the truth. And that was good. And I stayed in that for a while, um, not long. It wasn't like every single day, but every, every once in a while I would look at it and realize, yeah, that's the truth. But then I was also able to embrace the high side and the gift. Mm-hmm. And what I perceived to be, uh, oh, I, I shouldn't be this way. I found out, no, actually, that is what people want from me. And that was surprising to me. Hmm. I think that's true for all types is yes. that we work on things we shouldn't work on. And the things that we should work on, we're not working which is really <laughs> the funny thing about all of us. Um, you know, and the people that love us most, uh, want to strangle us. Like, like, look, you know, this is, this is the stuff that I actually like about you. Stop trying to fix that or, you know, stop trying to change this part of you. You're fine. Mm -hmm. But this part, yeah, we should change that. Yeah. And that's the part we don't really want to look at. Mm -hmm. And I think that that using just a a tiny bit of biblical scripture here is, and it's just completely pulled way beyond its contextual intention. But um, this is the Goliath that we have to face, or forever we'll be fighting against. Hmm. You know, you have to face your Goliath. 
in your Goliath is this core vice uh, or the core sin of the time. And, you know, for me, I was, it was tough to face gluttony um, and to see just how much of a role it played in my life. Mm-hmm. But then I was able to look at the joy of the time and think, actually, I want to be more joyful. But the path that I've often chosen to be joyful has been one that only led me to superficial happiness. Hmm. And there's a deeper one that I can experience that's right here in this present moment. And for the nine, the sort of self-forgetting, yeah, well, that's the that's the vice, the sloth, right? The sloth is the lack of right action, not the late, not the inactivity. Some people think of sloth as an activity. It's not inactive. It's just not doing the thing that you know that you should be doing, mm. the right action. Mm-hmm. And that's the vice of the mind, right? But then you're a peacemaker. You're one who creates harmony. You're one who creates comfort. Now, what if you could do that with greater intention? Not as a knee-jerk reaction to your own fear of disruption and disconnection, but as an intentional act. I'm here on planet Earth to do something amazing, mm-hmm. and it has to do with creating this, this space for people. I'm a space maker. Mm-hmm. I'm a way maker. You know, I create paths. And I've talked to pastors about this who are type nines. Hey, what if you could re-envision your role instead of looking like a three, a seven, or an eight, which is the majority of pastors in America? What if you were to see yourself as one who made way and space for other people to emerge? Hmm. What if you could actually create more space for God to show up in your gatherings because you can? Because you're not the anxious type that needs to fill the space with lots of talk. You're not the type that needs to assert an agenda because you've got to hit first before being hit. You've got to make sure that uh, you're protecting yourself. But what if you didn't, because you don't struggle with a lot of things that more assertive types struggle with? What if you could see yourself in more and be more intentional rather than passive about it? Be intentional. About slowing down a meeting where there's an assertive type that wants to take over. You say, that's fantastic. You have such great things to contribute. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So smart. Such great ideas. Hmm. Can we just take a moment? Because I want to hear from others. Hmm. Can we just take a moment? Because I, I, I'm sensing there's more here. There's more. There's somebody else who wants to contribute. There's great minds in this room. I just want to hear from, from others. You know, what, what if you were to be more intentional about the fact that you are the kind of the type that tends to create a canvas on which others paint, and you're more deliberate about it. Mm-hmm. Now, who's the true leader? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who's the true leader? I mean, this is what's so, so it, it drives me nuts as a head type when we get into these debates about what leadership means. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I, I, what does that have to do? It's, it's type driven. Yeah. Any type can lead. It's just leading through the way you're made. Right. Rather than fighting it and trying to be something you're not. So that's good. We we need to end on that note because my heart feels like it's on fire in the best of ways. And I just I know that other nines, I mean, if other nines are like me, which I think a lot of them are, um, they're they're listening, they're watching, they're reaching out to learn. And so I just wanna for those nines that are listening to this, I just wanna say like You're good. I just want to like speak into your heart. You are good and you have something of value and 
and keep doing it, keep pushing it. And, yes. and Joel, I just like you just have such a gift for speaking life into people. And I just really appreciate you and Jim and what you guys are doing. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for having me on. I, I am. This is a gift to me to be able to speak to nines and those who love nines. So thank you so much. So what is resonating for you from this interview? I hear Joel giving us permission to show up as ourselves. For me, I've been trying to show up more as a type three, which is a, an achiever. There is part of me that feels that driven energy, but I've really never been able to maintain that for any period of time. It's just, just very exhausting for me to stay in that driven space. He's given me permission to slow down to the pace that really my inner world has actually been wanting me to do and to slow down to all along. And I also love that space that he talks about us finding as type nines. He says that space is there for us to breathe and to pause and to find a response that fits better with who we are. He's given so many little nuggets of wisdom and I don't want any of us to miss those and so I've compiled all of all of his little bits of wisdom and ideas and kind of hacks that he's given for the type 9 I've compiled all of those into a PDF and you can find the download link for that down in the show notes so guys I just want all of us to keep seeking and keep getting curious keep asking questions and remember that sometimes we have to experience pain to get to the deep peace and balance in our lives that we're all searching for. If you haven't yet joined the free Peacemakers community over on Facebook, it is called Enneagram Nine Stories, and we would love to have you join the group um, that's just for nines. So thanks again for tuning in, and I will talk to you next time.